Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hi, Mary. This is Pam from Kokomo, Indiana, and I would love to share a poem with you today. But first, thank you for this podcast. It has become such a balm for the soul. I am delighted every time I see it show up in my podcast feed. I'm a relatively new lover of poetry and have made reading poetry a daily habit this year, and you are feeding that for me. I would love to share a poem with you by G.K. Chesterton. I haven't read much of his poetry, but this one has stuck pretty close to me, close to my heart, maybe even has comforted me in times when I feel quite off kilter in this world that we live in. It was first published in September 1933, and it's called Crooked. The little picture of the mother of God hangs crooked upon the wall, blue and bright gold like a butterfly pinned askew, only it does not fall, as, stooping ever and falling never, an eagle hangs winged over all. And it suddenly seemed that the whole long room was tilted like a cabin in stormy seas, the solid table and strong upstanding lamp and the inkstand leaned like stiff shrubs in a breeze and the windows looked out upon slanted plains and meadows as on slanted seas and i knew in a flash that the whole wide world was sliding ice and not land and men were swaying and sliding and nations staggered and could not stand going down to the ends of the earth going down to destruction on either hand and knowing the whole world stiff with the crack of doom I pick up my pen and correct and make notes and write small and go on with the task of the day seeing unseeing what hangs over all the awful eyes of Our Lady who hangs so straight upon the crooked wall She walks in beauty, like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies, and all that's best of dark and bright meet in her aspect and her eyes, thus mellowed to that tender light which heaven to gaudy day denies. One shade the more, one ray the less, had half impaired the nameless grace which waves in every raven tress, or softly lightens o'er her face, where thoughts serenely sweet express how pure, how dear their dwelling place. And on that cheek and o'er that brow, so soft, so calm, yet eloquent, the smiles that win, the tints that glow, but tell of days in goodness spent, a mind at peace with all below, a heart whose love is innocent.
Hi, Mary, it's Melinda. I have a poem to read to you about doors. It's called Doors Opening, Closing on Us by Marge Piercy. I found this poem back in April of 2019, and I really liked it at that time, and it's come to my mind quite a few times since then, and for some reason it's been on my mind a lot lately, so I thought I would share it with you. I like how the poet sees doors in the actual physical sense, where it's a do- it's something that we pass through to get from one space to another, but I especially like how she sees them in the figurative sense, where we pass through a figurative doorway as we transition through life. So hopefully you enjoy it, and hopefully your listeners do as well. Doors Opening, Closing on Us by Marge Piercy Maybe there is more of the magical in the idea of a door than in the door itself. It's always a matter of going through into something else. But while some doors lead to cathedrals arching up overhead like stormy skies, and some to sumptuous auditoriums, and some to caves of nuclear monsters, most just yield a bathroom or a closet. Still, the image of a door is liminal, passing from one place into another, one state to the other, boundaries and promises and threats. Inside to outside, light into dark, dark into light, cold into warm, known into strange, safe into terror, wind into stillness, silence into noise or music. We slice our life into segments by rituals, each a door to a presumed new phase. We see ourselves progressing from room to room, perhaps dragging our toys along, until the last door opens and we pass at last into was. Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading, where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.